Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Tuesday, November the 8th. Ian Cameron uh, with you, ready to break down the card. And we have a special guest joining us here today on the show. And I believe he's in his office at work today. So here he is working. I think so. But he's here with us, Josh Eunice, former uh, hockey player, joining us on the Ice Guys show uh, for a Tuesday. Josh, great to have you on the Ice Guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sitting here in my office. Uh, I don't know how much I'll bring to the the picks, but uh, no, I appreciate the the invite. It's been a been a while since I've got to talk hockey. No, absolutely, and uh, I know you get the daily uh, betting emails from me uh, in all sports. And uh, as you know, Josh, you found this out over time, like everybody does. The Ian Cameron style of betting isn't for the faint of heart. Uh, it is uh, high volume. It is uh, a lot of bets on a daily basis across all sports. But honestly, that's the style that I found works for me. I'm not one of these people that does as well when I'm picky, you know, where I say, oh, I'm only going to pick this, like bet this game and this game. And a lot of times back in the day, I'd go 0 and 2 with just sticking with two bets. And then there'd be a bunch that I left off the card uh, and they won and I'd be frustrated by it. So I'm like, no, if I like it, I'm betting it and I'm sending it out to everybody. So, and it's worked that way. I'm, I, I do better work, I have better results doing things that way. And I think that's important to uh, remind everybody uh, when it comes to sports betting, find your niche, find your style uh, that, uh, that fits you the best and the one that gives you uh, the most success. Uh, Josh, as we've done with all our uh, former players that have been on the show, we'd like to do a little, uh, who is Josh Eunice to begin your hockey background a little bit, how many years you played, where you played uh, a little bit and uh, how uh, it came to be that you got into hockey. Yeah. So I, uh, I was raised Toledo, Ohio, uh, played here, uh, single A, double A hockey all the way up till I was about 14 years old. Uh, I was raised by a single mother. Don't have any real relationship with my father. So, uh, my mom was uh, an anesthesiologist in Toledo and, uh, you know, I, she did everything she possibly could to just get me to practice at home and, and, and put me in a situation to succeed. And, uh, you know, I, I, I fell in love with the Toledo storm. Uh, really, I fell in love with the Zamboni, but nevertheless, that led to the only way you could see the Zamboni that my mom would allow was to actually learn how to skate. Um, and then I, I fell into the goalie position. I always loved goalie. My mom uh, was a little stressful for her. And, you know, looking back retrospectively, it was uh, makes sense. I mean, my mom was an anesthesiologist, had stress on her every day, people's lives in her hand. And you know, the last thing she wanted to do was go to the hockey rink and, you know, have her son kind of sitting on the island back there. But um, she was on call one weekend and no goalie showed up at a tryout. And next thing I know, I made the team and uh, subsequently got grounded. But it turned out it turned out to take me all over the world. I moved to Ann Arbor when I was 16 to play for the U.S. National Best team. Best grounding ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my first pair of pads were a set of DR a uh, uh, horse, uh, deer hair, everything kind of stuffed in them. Old, old, old school uh, pads. But um, no, I moved to Ann Arbor when I was 16 to play for the U.S. national team. Um, 
played there with, you know, I'm trying to think James Van Riemsdyk, Kevin Shattenkirk, Ian Cole, Ryan McDonough, uh, Pat Kane. All um, still in the league, dude. All just naming guys still in the league. Yeah. Colin Wilson, he just retired. Um, but, uh, you know, it was after that, I was lucky enough to, to get, get drafted in the third round of the NHL to Chicago. Uh, the year Patrick Kane went first overall, um, drafted with with him, Akeem Alou, myself, um, Alex Tangay. Uh, so it was, yeah, that was fun. I went to three years of camp there. Also went uh, to camp with the Thrashers their last year in Atlanta, and then uh, my final. Then I after that, my final NHL camp was with the Leafs. Um, but after I got drafted, I went to the OHL uh, played two and a half years in the OHL before I had a, a, a bit of a knee injury that was kind of nagging and, and uh, I was an overager in Windsor and just decided uh, it was, it was time to get a college degree. So I, I went to the university of Western Ontario played there uh, almost won a national championship. And then uh, when I was done with college, I went and played uh, professionally kind of from the East Coast League to the Slovakian League to the Finnish uh, SM League uh, and ultimately uh, retired June 26, the 2016 uh, because of uh, some concussion issues. So I've been all over the world, yeah. <laughs> you have been, uh, definitely. And uh, uh, I remember I remember actually watching you play with the OHL, the Kitchener Rangers uh, Windsor uh, Spitfires, of course, way back in those like the 2000s. Uh, yeah. And you were, of course, drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks. It's disappointing. My co-host and colleague, Alex B. Smith, he's under the weather uh, today. Uh, not unable to join the show. He's feeling under the weather. He's a Blackhawks fan. Uh, so obviously you were drafted by that uh, Chicago Blackhawks in 2007. That was just before the dynasty era was about to begin for the Blackhawks, right before Kane and Taves arrived. Uh, and obviously, you know, the rest is history. They had a great run uh, over the uh, course uh, of the decade. Uh, I do have to uh, bring something up. You mentioned, Josh, your time with the uh, Western Mustangs, uh, of course, in um, the uh, Canadian University hockey uh, ranks. There is something that uh, I came across here. We'll see if we can bring this up on screen here right now. <laughs> uh, but here it is. This picture, I mean, you look absolutely demoralized here and just crestfallen, heartbroken. I can only assume this is after the championship, a loss in a playoff game or championship game or what, but you look yeah. like uh, yeah. you look like you just lost your best friend here. Honestly. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that's the one picture. So my, my fiance, she, <laughs> she found the same one. Uh, that's like the one picture I wish would go away, but it's, you know, everything's <laughs> out there. Uh, yes. The thing is, we, we we go into the vault with our guests. We did this yeah, with Jay. Yeah, Lewis. We've that. done this with everybody that's been on the show. We do show a few roles, I, a few video highlights, a picture or two, and yeah. this is this came up, and I'm like, we got to ask Josh about this because he looks devastated. Yeah. So, actually, funny enough, that's Keaton Keaton Turkowitz behind me. Um, he is he's probably one of the best pure goal scorers I ever played with, and I played with. Azevedo, Taylor Hall, Adam Henry, Greg Nemes, uh, Greg Nemes, uh, and he was, you know, he was he was in the OHL with Belleville when they PK Subban, we beat them in the OHL finals in Kitchener, and he was a grinder. 
Um, that's the role that he had to take, and that's the position he had to play. And at Western, he finally got the chance to uh, show the show the offensive prowess he had, and you know he he moved on to a, a, a career in in uh, business. But to this day, I will say he's probably one of the best pure shooters I ever played with or against. But this game is yeah, this is after. Uh, we went in. This is the national championship game. We lost in overtime, four three to McGill. Oh, um, well, no wonder you're fucking devastated. That's yeah, the, so the they that you can ask for. We went into that tournament the lowest rated team. Um, we we beat the University of Moncton in the first game. I had play. I got player of the game. We got outshot a lot to a little. Uh, then we went and played the University of New Brunswick, and I don't think they had even lost. They may have lost one game all year. Um, they were loaded, and we got outshot a lot to a little in that one as well. We won. I got player of the game in that game, and then we went and played McGill. And uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Evan Boston. Uh, they got a three on two in in overtime, and he whiffed, and it went five hole for them to win it. Um, I actually played with him in Kansas city a couple years later, but uh, yeah, that was probably uh, one of the best streaks of hockey I've ever played in my life. And to come up, I mean, we hit a post just before that to win it. Oh, and, uh, but yeah, nevertheless, stats wise, the tournament was great for me, but we ended up uh, yeah. One goal short. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's gut wrenching. Uh, gut-wrenching uh, to say the and now it yeah, totally makes sense why you know sometimes the picture just paint you know you're gonna get a thousand words in a picture as they say uh and that's what this is definitely uh, uh that's tough you're right and it seems like you're right a lot of times in overtime in any hockey game whether it's regardless of what level it is nhl junior uh minor leagues whatever it seems like in overtime if you have a chance and you either get stopped on a breakaway you hit the post or something it ends up going the other way and in the back of your net I mean, it's it's insane how many times I have seen that over the course. Like, I've been watching hockey for 30 years now, and I know I've seen that a, a shit ton of times happen. It's just amazing how you don't – you you fail to capitalize at one end, it comes back the other end and bites you. Yeah, I was – I'm looking back, I was thinking um, – I think I averaged like 47 shots a game against while we were in that tournament. I mean, it was it, – uh, we were one goal away, and McGill had our number. I mean, I think they beat us three times that year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was. I'm happy there's not a video because I couldn't avoid the Sportsnet camera if I wanted. I tried. They scored. They were in my face like two seconds after the puck went in the net. I got up. I went to the bench. I had, like, our trainers trying to keep the people, the, the camera away. They I mean, I know why they're doing bench. what they're doing. They're trying to do their job. They're trying to yeah. capture the moment. I get that. But when, when the emotions take over for how you're feeling at the moment, it's like, get the fuck away from me. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was just like, uh, uh, okay, you got your they, – they got their photo, so let's, uh, you know, let me just kind of unwind. I mean, it was from the, the highest of the high to the lowest to the low. Can I not have a moment's peace? Right? That's Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say in my – career i did a good job of getting to the, the finals and the championship and you know we lost in overtime in windsor you know or, or in the finals to 
uh, Spokane when they broke the trophy. So that was, you know. They pulled a Nicholas Obey-Kubel, you're saying. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, in, in Windsor, we won the Memorial Cup the next year. When I was in at uh, the U.S. program, we lost to Alexei Cheripanov, um in in the finals of the under-18 World Championship. We had quite the upset at World Juniors in Ottawa when we lost to Slovakia. But, I mean, this one, that was probably one of the, the, the hardest losses I ever had because it was, uh, I mean, uh, there was a horseshoe. I had a horseshoe. It was up my, my rear end, but. It just fell out, you know, one goal short. Hey, that's uh, I've seen the I've seen goalies come from nowhere, and of course Josh Plate was a goaltender. Uh, you know, you talk I've seen goalies come out of nowhere, have do nothing really of, of substance for much of their career, and then they put together this 20, 30 game stretch where it's just they're they're like Dominic Hasek and reincarnate Grant Fuhr, Ken Dryden, Bernie Perrant. I mean, they're playing that good, and they just find an incredible zone and they're in that zone for a long period of time it kind of sounds like that's what happened with you with that western playoff run it was just you were seeing it the puck was like a beach ball to you and, and it was just the game was coming at you very easily uh in terms of uh playing in between the pipes yeah no it was uh it was it was one heck of a run uh, you're not the only one that can do some research so i'm gonna pull up here uh all the all of the games because well, Sharapanov, by the way, rest in peace to him. I mean, just a tragic uh, loss here that he died at, at such a young age and he was such a, uh, a talent uh, that he was going to be potentially for the New York Rangers in the NHL. It's just uh, very sad that what happened with him, no doubt. Yeah, it was, uh, to be honest, he was unbelievable. Um, he was so good. I mean, he... Yep. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I think he had a hat trick in the finals of under 18s. And I mean, he was just dominant and our team was, we were, we were stacked. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were, it was uh, no reason why we should have lost. Yeah. It's uh it, it's uh, uh it was, that's a tough way to lose. Uh, I will say that, but uh, your perform, you can always look back though and say, Hey, I did the best. I did everything I could. Uh, I couldn't have played much better, um, and and you got to at least be proud with the uh, performance you uh, put forth. Definitely uh, in that run. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, two. We're going to talk to some NHL on the Tuesday card. We'll break down every game in just a second. One last thing we're going to talk about with Josh's past is if you want to see Josh angry, we're about to show you a moment where Josh Eunice is very very angry. Check this out. <laughs> Now, for those of you that are uh, listening to the podcast and not on YouTube, that's Josh Eunice trying to attack the opposing goaltender uh, in the uh, OHL days with the uh, Windsor Spitfires. And that referee or linesman, whoever it was, it's like me trying to chase my dog in my backyard. It's like, get over here, you, you know. <laughs> just yeah. uh, just got a PC to stop you from going to the other end of the ice. Yeah, it was uh, that, that. There's a funny story with that one. So when I was in uh, Windsor, uh, DJ Smith coach for Ottawa, we had this, this thing where, I mean, we penalty kill, we would always, if we were winning by multiple goals, we'd take a penalty with a couple of, you know, a couple minutes left. No. Well, that game, we were up seven, nothing. Uh, the goalie in the other net, Jeremy Smith and I played together in Michigan and against each other. 
and against each other in the OHL. And we were up also seven, a rivalry developed seven yeah. nothing. And I felt bad. He was still in the game. I have no idea why. Uh, but we went down five on three, and they broke my shutout on a you know I don't even know remember the goal. But nevertheless, then after that pandemonium ensues, and I'm like, well, I don't, you know, shutout's gone. So let's do it. He was motioning to me to come down. I wanted him to come to me. And I just guess I waited too long. I mean, uh, there were so many fights going on. What you don't see in the clip is is the, the referee beeline. He was actually not just there waiting for me to come. He beelined from, like, another group over. Um, and, yeah, the shoelace tackles. I tried to do the spin move around him. But, That's uh, the thing. He just barely got a piece of you. And it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those Mon pads, uh, looking back. But the – no, uh, Jeremy's actually – great guy uh spoke to him you know still try to stay in touch but he yeah we just wanted out of the game to be honest um what i didn't expect was the two game suspension i got for removing my helmet right at the end yeah uh but nevertheless it was uh yeah <laughs> quite the story it's funny you mentioned removing the helmet that's a rule that just pisses me right off in the nfl uh, that in, that you get you get a 15 yard penalty for uh, just taking your helmet. That almost cost DJ Moore uh, and the Carolina Panthers actually kind of did uh, a few weeks ago or just a couple weeks ago against the Car Atlanta Falcons. You know, he took his helmet off. It pushed the extra point back. They ended up missing it, and it's game stays tied, and they have to go to overtime, and they lose in overtime. So it's uh, I think we're getting a little crazy with the, the, the kind of rules and the penalties we're putting into sports uh, and, and that one to me uh, I think they should adjust that but that's a story for another day but just a, a little moment there from uh, Josh from the uh, OHL days where a near goalie fight involving him yeah, uh, yeah you, do you thought, think you would have won that fight if it go if, if it was yeah. allowed to happen you gotta have confidence that I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy I'm gonna win it yeah I like I mean don't get me around Jeremy's had quite the career hell of a goalie but yeah, I think I would have won that one. You yeah, know? you never. I think, I think the, the anger of losing the shutouts a little more than the anger of giving up seven. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Like the damage has already been done. Yeah. My shutouts were broken. I'm pissed off about that. I really wanted that shutout. So I hear what you're saying 100. percent All right, let's talk some NHL. That's what we're here for, Josh. Just uh, overall, before we get into the Tuesday card, just an overall thumbnail, if you will, from you. What players that have impressed you or disappointed you? Teams that have impressed you or, or disappointed you? Uh, what have you seen through the lens of Josh Eunice here, the first month of the NHL season? I mean, I. <laughs> To be honest, I think it's kind of been, you know, Boston obviously taken and running. It's nice to see uh, Carter Hart uh, kind of bounce back from the year last year. I mean, I think he's a heck of a goalie. Uh, the article where he's quoted about, you know, Carey Price's impact on him. Um, it's so funny because uh, my uh, growing up, I worked with a guy named Ian Clark, who's the goalie coach at Vancouver. And, you know, we were carry price, carry price, carry, look how calm, look how calm he is. And I, I hope carry can some point in time, make it back. But I mean, it's so true. Just the, the impact. Cause you look at the top goalies in the game right now and it's, they are all very, very almost prototypes, uh, younger, calm, athletic, but very regimented and efficient. Um, you know, there, there's the exception. Don't get me wrong. Jonathan quick. And, you know, Jack Campbell and 
but for the most part, and, and flurry, but for the most part, it's very, you know, concise and, and efficient movement. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd say, I don't know what Edmonton needs to get over the hump, but I mean, they're one. Well, let me ask you as, as a goaltender, Josh, what's wrong with Jack Campbell this year? I, I like he is he's fighting the puck. He's strong. Now let's, it's not all on him. Obviously the Oilers defense, they come and go. Uh, some nights they're on their game. Uh, they're blocking shots. They're positionally sound. Uh, they're not turning pucks over. And then there's nights where you, you can't find that collective blue line with a telescope on the ice. And, and they're making all kinds of mistakes and just giving up these grade A chances. But I, I will say this. Uh, yeah, the defense hasn't always been great for the Oilers, but there's no doubt Jack Campbell has to play a little bit better. There, that's one goal he gave up against Dallas, I remember, on the weekend. I mean, it, it seemed like it went right. Th- it's like there was a hole in his goalie glove. It, you know, did. it went it right, right through it. Yep. Yeah, it went right through. I've actually, I, when I wore Vaughn, I had the same issue. The, the netting tends to, you know, they, they do it loose. And I remember Yannick Weber, he a guy had a cannon, and he took a shot when I was in, in Kitchener and went right through the netting, right through the, the mesh. Um, I mean, Jack, funny enough, Jack grew up. He's a couple years younger than I am. Um, Jack was good friends with a kid across the street from me. I met Jack Campbell when he was about – 13 years old, 12, 13 years old. Um, he is and went through the U.S. program and, and goalie uh, summer training with him. And he is a, a specimen physically, athletically. He is, uh, you know, I, I I think it's no different than, than Flurry. Flurry at the beginning of the year, people were calling for his head and saying, you know, he's not as good and efficient as he was. And, you know, they made the, they picked the wrong goalie in the off season. And, and then now look at what he did last week, three, and know, uh, you know, uh, player of the week, uh, Jack Campbell's this, I, I, I like to say the same sort of thing when he gets hot, he can carry the, uh, uh the play. It's just, he's just got to find it. He just needs that one game, I think, to, to get him over the hump. And, you know, he's, uh, Edmonton again, like you said, it's, they're not the most defensive or uh, centered team. So they, they tend to kind of be uh, run and gun. And uh, uh, I think, you know, when you look at when he did so well in Toronto, they were very defense minded, very focused on the defensive side of the puck. And he got hot. I mean, he's an all-star. There's no, you can't ever take that away, but uh I think a different team, different strategy. There's going to be a learning curve. I mean, you look at Mike Smith. His his he went to Edmonton. It's like every goalie that goes to Edmonton's numbers kind of fall down, and it's you know they they win a lot of games, but they don't win a lot of games two to one. Yeah, the defensive issues. Now Jay Woodcroft's done a great job trying to improve that. I think down the stretch, regular season last year, and in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if I've seen Edmonton's blue line play better. I mean, he's already done a great job from a coaching standpoint with that, but I've seen them kind of regress to those bad habits and those bad patterns they had at the waning uh, end of the uh, Dave Tippett uh, era before they let him go when all of a sudden they were just giving up way too much quality. That being said, Jack struggled. He's fighting the puck a little bit. We'll see if he can. And the thing, too, about Jack, and obviously you've uh, met him, you know him a little bit pretty uh, well here, Josh, is that he's very hard on himself. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, last year this guy's actually playing good. Uh, still, even though the Leafs lose the game, but because the Leafs lose the game, he's going to make it sound like he was dog shit. 
Mm-hmm. And he's going to come out to the media and say, ah, I sucked. I've got to be a whole lot better. And he was way too hard on himself uh, half the time. And even the other night where, it's, yeah, he's struggling, but I think he called his play pathetic. And he's just uh, – he's obviously – tough on himself and i know yeah. that goes a long way in the dressing room there's no question about that but part of it is hey you need teammates around you that are going to help you out clear the front of the net block shots not turn the puck over in areas that are going to create rush chances and transition chances for the opponent so it really works both ways but i find jack campbell man he sometimes he gets too hard on himself too too down on himself it's like you got to you know it's not all your fault jack there's other re- it's a team game there's other reasons why the puck goes in yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at it, you look back, first round pick to Dallas, goes to the OHL. You know, he's Yeah, the- I think we forget that. 11th overall uh, with the Dallas Stars. The, the raw talent, people saw that. Dallas saw that. I mean, he, he you know, he, he stood on his head in World Juniors as an 18-year-old kid. I mean, um, you know, he's I trained with him for probably 3, 4, maybe 5 years every summer. Um and I mean, he is athletically is gifted. I mean, he's, he trains like a Navy SEAL. I mean, it's, uh, but you know, you look at it, people, I think everybody got hard on him. First round pick 11th overall, like you said, goes to Windsor and, you know, people thought, oh, he was just going to tear the league up. Well, that didn't happen. Then he gets traded to the Sioux, right? And then he's on the back foot and he's kind of, you know, he's hard on himself, but I don't think, you know, in Toronto, he got hot. He got hot at the right time. It was, you know, everybody was behind him. You know, then you sign the big ticket in, in, in Edmonton. People, again, expecting to perform, perform. And it's like, you know, it's it's not easy stopping a 90-mile-an-hour shot. I mean, it's not. It's it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I expect you to sympathize with your brethren. You know, yeah. Your no, I mean, you know, I had – I get asked all the time, you were a third round pick. How did you not make it? Um, I joke around and say, I don't like working out, but um, <laughs> looking Neither back, I. I mean, a lot of As it you is, can tell. Yeah. a lot of it is getting, that's why I won't turn my camera on. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it is, you know, it, it's getting it's not like this right. face is a raging beauty that you're looking at here. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have, I can't be make any chirps, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. But uh <laughs> I mean, I think I think he just needs to get hot. I think he needs confidence because when he has confidence, you know, you look at the numbers he puts up, and it's uh, they're very. They're, I mean, he's an all star. You know, you know. I think it's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the goalie market looks like across the U.S. here in probably the next three years. I mean, there's some huge Russian prospects just knocking on the door, ready, willing, and able to to take over. I mean, look at what. You know, Igor did in New York. I mean, it's you have Vasilevsky walking into the league. Now you have Igor. You have uh, yeah. how about this California kid? Do you know much about him? He's from California. Dustin Wolf, actually, for the uh, Calgary oh, yeah. Flames. Yeah, twenty-one year old. They think he's got the potential to be their next big-time goalie. Yeah, he put up. Uh, he played in Everett, I believe. Um, you know, he's a. You look at it, another. Carey Price prototype, right? I mean, it's like, you know, I remember all oh, the, the goalie windmill and everything, and now it's like uh, it, the, the easier you can make everything look, the happier organizations and coaching staffs and teams are. So we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, I think you look at – I'm just looking at the, uh, the expected starters for 
Tuesday night games, and I'm looking, and it's like, yeah, outside of Jack Campbell, Jonathan Quick, it's a lot of very calm, 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 quiet-looking goalies. Uh, very economical with their yeah. movement, right? Yeah. And more I mean, positionally, you know, basically be positionally sound. You know, positioning matters more than yeah. raw athleticism and, you know, the acrobatic diving across the crease type saves. Yeah. 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 How efficient can you be? Um, I mean, that's – I was, it's, it's nice to see Craig Anderson still playing. He used to drive me to the rink in Chicago when I was there. 41 years old and still going. Still yep. going, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's, I will say, though, looking at the NHL rosters and the goalies, I do feel old. Well, I mean, it's uh, not a lot of, not a lot of ex-teammates still, still buzzing. Yeah, someone in the chat, uh, our YouTube chat for the show right now, mentioning Devin Levi. Yeah, definitely. He's a guy that's going to yeah. potentially have a very good future. Florida Panthers uh, draft pick. Uh, fascinating. Northeastern guy. Northeastern guy, exactly. And, uh, yeah, Hockey East Rookie of the Month he was. He, he won a lot of awards there uh, for his performance uh, with the uh, Huskies of Northeastern. So, yeah, that, that's definitely a guy uh, with a ton of uh, uh, potential uh, moving forward. If we get Josh back on the show, you know what we're doing? We're doing bonus video content. We did this with Jay Rosehill last week. We talked fighting in the league. We'll do have to do a goalies perspective in the NHL, like state of the goalies in the league at some point if we get <laughs> Josh back on again. That would be a great segment to do because Josh's insight, as you could clearly hear and clearly tell with goalies, is uh, terrific. So uh, we'll definitely, uh, if we get Josh back on the show, we'll do a goalie-specific segment, bonus segment here for the uh, Ice Guys show. Uh, Josh, you ready to break down some Tuesday games? Yeah, yeah, we can give it a whirl. Let's give it a whirl. Let's start with the Vancouver Canucks taking on the Ottawa Senators. We've got Ottawa minus 125 home favorites, to uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, these are two teams that are trying to get their seasons back on track. Uh, four and seven for the Ottawa Senators, although it's a five game losing streak for them uh, entering this game tonight. Fire DJ was being heard in the crowd after a 2-1 loss to Philadelphia the other night. Pierre Dorian with a very emphatic, impassionate defense of his coach yesterday saying, DJ's our coach, he ain't going anywhere. So the, uh, the dreaded vote of confidence, if you will, uh, from the GM yesterday uh, for DJ Smith, who's embattled. Like I said on the weekend about DJ Smith, you know, I think he knows, I think he's a solid coach, I do. What, but I, I don't. And the, but the, the thing that the senator fans are very upset with him for, though, I think is valid right now. How the hell is Nikita Zaitsev playing twenty minutes a night on your blue line? Okay, this is the, he could not make it on the Leafs, who have not had a great blue line for years. He struggled with turnovers. The, uh, forwards have been taking the puck at him specifically with speed because they know they can probably get around him and get a, a quality chance. He's struggling right now uh, for the Ottawa Senators. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe DJ is hearing what the fans are thinking because it looks to me like he is actually a healthy scratch tonight. If you look at the updated uh, forward combinations, line combinations, and defensive pairs for tonight, it looks like they are going to go with uh, Shabbat, Sanderson, Hamannick, Brandstrom, Nick Holden. And it looks like drawing in to the blue line tonight, uh, a guy that's had certainly a lot of potential, Jacob Bernard Docker, uh, JBD. Down with JBD, yeah, you know me. 22-year-old uh, defenseman here uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators, uh, a guy that uh, has been 
in and out. He's had a couple of games with the big club in the past, but nothing significant. He had five games in 2020, uh, eight games with the Senators uh, in 2021, uh, just one point in those uh, 13 games. Uh, but he hasn't had that extended opportunity with the Senators. Well, he will be in the lineup tonight, so it'll be interesting to see how he fares. And interestingly enough, they're throwing him right into the fire here, uh, top pairing with Thomas Shabbat. Uh, on that blue line for the uh, Senators tonight. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Vancouver comes into this game off a disheartening loss to end their homestand against Nashville. You're up 2 nothing, and you end up losing 4-3 in a shootout. Blown leads continue to be an issue for them. Uh, they couldn't hold on to a 3 nothing lead in that game. Defensive coverage, still a little bit of a problem. Their power play and their offense is starting to heat up, but goal, uh, being able to keep the puck out of the net has been an issue for them. Uh, Ottawa, you could kind of say the same thing at times, although Cam Talbot is back, uh, of course, for them. He's played a few games now. He'll be the starter. It'll be Spencer Martin for the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, in net, who was actually pretty good for them last year. Uh, and this year, a little bit different, 2-0, and but 3.28 goals against average, 899 save percentage. So uh, his number's not nearly as good, but Vancouver outscored their opponent in the wins that he got the uh, uh, including the Anaheim win eight to five. He gave up five goals in that last start, but uh, Vancouver won the game eight, five rather than looking at a side here. I'm looking at just the over six and a half. I do like that. I think it's just reasonable to expect we get goals in this game. It's over six and a half minus one thirty five. You do have to lay a little bit of juice here with that, but I think you are going to see both uh, teams find the back of the net. It's a series history that has trended over the total of the last three meetings between Vancouver and Ottawa have gone over the total with 6-3, 6-2, 4-3 final scores. So uh, I like over six and a half here with the uh, Canucks and the Senators. I think I'd lean Vancouver if I had to bet a side because they're starting a road trip. I like that spot. Usually the first road game, there's focus. You want to start the road trip on a, a, on a good note. You get usually a good effort. But at the same point in time, Ottawa is off, also off a disheartening loss. I expect them to come out ready to play, and they've got a very good home record this year. Uh, when you look at their numbers, four and three, and the Canucks just one and five uh, on the road. So the success at home for Ottawa and the struggles on the road for Vancouver are all, uh, ultimately going to keep me off the Vancouver side. And I'm just going to go with the uh, over here in this one. Josh, what do you think about Vancouver, Ottawa? I think we have uh, two teams that seemingly find ways to lose. Like you said, uh, both, both fan bases are not very happy. Um, I think you have two, you know, very, very young, young organizations. Um, personally, having DJ coach me in Windsor, I think DJ Smith is a heck of a coach, super smart. He's a, 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 a player's coach through and through. Um, and I, I can't go against that. So I'm going to, I would lean Ottawa. Uh, I think Vancouver is just fine. They just find ways to lose. Um, and, you know, I, I like you said, Spencer Martin's games this year, it seems like his team is having to just outscore the other team. Um, and Cam Talbot's a, a heck of a goalie, tried and true, back from the uh, the Edmonton Oiler days all the way through. And uh, I think I think that's what's going to be the difference. All right. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how uh, he fares here tonight, Cam Talbot, uh, in this game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like over the total here. Uh, the one thing, too, about Tal Talbot is we have seen uh, definitely struggles with the Ottawa Senators defensively a little bit, a lot this year. We've seen struggles with Ottawa defensively. Let's see, you know, if you're getting more high-danger chances you have to face because of that, 
how will you handle that? But you're right about Vancouver. They have had issues protecting leads. That's got to be a problem. We're almost at the point where if you're going to bet Vancouver, you've got to at least split it up first period and full game, if not put the whole thing on the first period, uh, because they have had some great starts this year, and it's just been incredible how many times they have not been able to sustain it. And then in the second and then in the third period specifically, they're letting these games uh, slip away from them. As far as props go tonight, goal score props, the bargain bin, I, I always say, Josh, on the show, I, I, I don't mind people betting your Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Goal score props at plus 110, but I'm looking for a price. I'm looking for a good value, a good bargain. And I always like the situations where you have players moving up the lineup into the top six forward group, either moving up to the top line or second line because they don't get priced that way in terms of their goal score prop price. Uh, Tanner Pearson's on the top line tonight for the Canucks. Brock Besser is also back from injury. Uh, important to point that out as well. So that's going to help them offensively. I would roll with Andre Kuzmenko. This kid was a great signing from the KHL by Vancouver. He's got seven goals already this year, four in the last two games alone. Uh, you continue to get pretty solid prices with him to score a goal. I'd come back to Pinto uh, for the Ottawa Senators, even though he's kind of cooled off lately. He's still getting chances. Timmy Stutzla is starting to heat up. He's on the top line now for the Senators. And Derek Broussard, after being a healthy scratch the last couple games, DJ Smith, your guy, uh, Josh, he's putting him into the second-line center spot uh, tonight, Derek Broussard, the veteran. So, you know, usually when you get a guy that's been a healthy scratch that first game, uh, they want to show something. So I think a Derek Broussard in the second-line center spot uh, flyer to score a goal tonight, and you'll get that around plus 500 in some spots. Uh, terrific value there. Uh, maybe to look at Broussard to find the back of the net. All right, St. Louis and Philadelphia. Blues, minus 120 road favorites, six the total. Uh, it's a very difficult game here. I mean, the Blues are on a back-to-back. -back. I'm not laying a price with the struggling St. Louis Blues on the road right now. They have just been in a free fall, three and seven now uh, for the Blues. They've lost seven consecutive games. Uh, the homestand was just a disaster for them. 7-4 uh, loss to Montreal, 5-1 loss to L.A., 5-2 loss to the Islanders. I thought they were better last night uh, against Boston, but... Not good enough. They lose again 3-1 to one, uh, to the uh, Boston Bruins. The offense gets shut down. I think they were a little bit better defensively, but uh, again, not good enough to get the win. Just not finding ways right now, the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, and the Philadelphia Flyers. The one thing you've consistently gotten from them year one under torts is one hell of a strong uh, work ethic throughout the entire hockey team. Uh, and the commitment to defense has been there way more than it ever was last year. And uh, Josh talked about Carter Hart's play this year. I think part and parcel of that is not only is he playing better, he's getting better defensive support. Like there's just way more commitment to being structured, you know, making sure you're not turning the puck over, uh, making sure you're clearing the front of the net. You're not letting rebounds and loose change uh, get uh, to the opponent. You're clearing the net instead, and you're helping out Carter Hart, and you're playing better defense in front of him, and you're committing to that side of the puck more than you did last year. I think that has also played a big role in Carter Hart's resurgence uh, this year. I could only look at the Flyers here. They're rested. The Blues are on a back-to-back. -back. They're not finding ways to win here in this game. I certainly lean to the Philadelphia side. You look at the goaltending matchup for this Blues uh, and Flyers game, uh, it looks like there's a potential we're going to see Thomas Grice here uh, on the second uh, of a uh, back-to-back uh, after, obviously, last night it was a uh, Jordan Bennington uh, in between the pipes. And all I got to say is I, there's another reason I wouldn't be looking to back the Blues is it's not been great for Thomas Grice this year. He's made two starts, 0-2, uh, 3.29 goals against average, 9.15 save percentage uh, on the heels of a season 
that was his worst season uh, as a goaltender in the NHL last year with Detroit, where he had a 3.66 goals against 891 uh, save percentage. So I would actually look maybe at a flyer team total over, especially with it only being two and a half, you know, rather than, you know, trust them to win the game, trust them that if it's Grice and net, which I'm going to wait for confirmation on that, I wouldn't bet the flyer team total until I know he's in, but if he's in, we'll lay the minus 160 that's out there uh, on the over two and a half. Again, that's a high price, but it's worth it to get the two and a half because a lot of times it doesn't take much to get teams to three goals these days. So the flyer team total over two and a half, I am interested in that, especially if Grice plays and I lean to Philadelphia in this game as well. Josh, what do you think, St. Louis and Philly? Oh, I'm going to take Philly. I think uh, Carter Hart hasn't lost in in regulation this year. I mean, his, his save percentage is like uh, Shesterkin's last year right now. I think he's stopped – oh, I think he's 60-something out of 70 the last couple games. He's been hot. And, you know, Thomas Grice, I, like, like you said, uh, he, he hasn't had the greatest last year in a bit. Uh, it was on a tough Detroit team. Like you said, St. Louis is, is not playing their best right now. And uh, I, I think he like just. I look at the goalie numbers, and I'm gonna ride Carter Hart until he loses a game. <laughs> sometimes it's that simple. I mean, <laughs> sometimes it really is that simple. I mean, his re- record this year is six zero and two. Hasn't lost in regulation yet. That's another thing. Uh, you know, the two losses were beyond regulation for Carter Hart and Net this year. One point nine seven goals against average and a nine forty six. Uh, save percentage. So those are uh, outstanding numbers early in the season for uh, Carter Hart. Uh, Tortorella saying, I think the goalie sets the tempo for your team. If he looks relaxed, I think it settles the team down also. Sage words, right, Josh? Hard to argue with that. Yeah, no, no. And and my, you know, former teammate, guy who scored a lot of goals on me, JVR is playing there, so I, I can't vote against him. <laughs> a little bit of the heart going into the bet here with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers for our special guest here, uh, Josh Eunice. All right, New York Islanders, New York Rangers next up. We've got uh, the Rangers minus 180, home favorites, six the total in this game. Man, the Rangers are, you know, they're kind of like both of the teams, Josh. I picked a Rangers-Calgary Flames Stanley Cup final this year. They're both in a bit of a rut and a funk right now, uh, both of these teams. I mean, the Rangers are only three and six in their last nine games which is nothing great. They're off back-to-back home losses to the Bruins and then a rather stunning loss. Now, I know Yarrow Halak was in net uh, against Detroit on Sunday, but you know to have a 2-0 lead, have a great start, not score again the rest of the game against Nadelkovich, who's been kind of up and down this year, and have Detroit come back on you 3-2 on a back-to-back because the Red Wings had played against the Islanders the day before. It's not a good sign for the New York Rangers. So we'll see if they bounce back here. They're playing a surging Islanders team that, you know, other than the uh, – 3 nothing loss they had against Detroit where they were pretty flat in that game on Saturday. Other than that, they've uh, played good hockey. They've won six of their last seven. A come-from-behind win against the Calgary Flames last night, 4-3, to three, which was shocking to me because Calgary was certainly the better team. It's one of those games the better teams uh, in the game is not always going to win the game. I mean, Calgary came out strong. They were 15-2, to two, I believe, shots on goal in the first period. They outshot the Islanders 46-32 at the end of the day. Calgary took some bad penalties at inopportune times. They turned, I think every Islander goal, Josh, was off a Calgary turnover uh, last night in that game. And all it took was just those few turnovers and few mistakes, and the Islanders put it in the back of the net. And Calgary, you know, was robbed a couple of times by Sorokin, 
uh, who was outstanding in net for the Islanders last night. And that was the difference at the end of the day, where even though Calgary carried the play, the Islanders capitalized on the chances they got and made the most of it. Uh, we'll see how they, uh, this one goes. Uh, certainly, we got the Islanders on the back-to-back. -back. Uh, the Rangers probably back to Shesterkin, although we don't have goalie confirmations here yet on either side. Uh, just projections that we've got Shesterkin for the New York Rangers. And obviously, on the back-to-back -back here, uh, Semyon Varlamov projected uh, as the goalie for the Islanders tonight. Uh, in this game. And uh, Barlamov's clearly the backup, the number two option right now, because definitely uh, Sorokin's been outstanding. Two and two, 2.91 goals against average, 909 save percentage for Barlamov uh, going into this game. Uh, I lean a little bit to the under in this game. Uh, I'd certainly lean Rangers, but uh, I'm at the point with the Rangers where, you know, I want to see better hockey from them before I back them, especially at this kind of price, minus 180. Certainly you can bet them in regulation to get closer to even money. That's probably a, a strong, that's a lean for me. I've been, I was thinking about pulling the trigger on that, but I think more than anything, I want to sit back and watch this team, you know, play, honestly play a better 60 minutes of hockey before I'm ready to back them here. And keep in mind, they played each other October 26th, Rangers won or Islanders won three, nothing in that game. I think the Rangers want payback. I think they're still better than the Islanders, but right now the Islanders just in terms of shorter term current form, have played a little bit better. So I lean at Rangers in regulation. You can get that around minus 120, but I don't know if I'm going to end up getting to the window with that bet. Uh, Josh, what do you think here? Battle of New York. Oh, I think we uh, lost uh, Josh. Or he's muted. Maybe he's muted. Yeah, there. no, I'm back now. There you go. You yeah, muted I me. Uh, I, I said this one's a tough one, I think. Um, I think the back-to-back the -back is, is tough. Uh, with that being said, uh, I probably would lean Rangers. Um, I think, like you said, follow getting beat, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, still fresh in the mind, and uh, the, the crosstown rivalry. You don't want to go down 0-2. So I think uh, I think New York bounces back. Uh, the Rangers here, and, and Igor has a good game. Yeah, that's that's definitely the way I lean. That's definitely the way I lean. Rangers in regulation. I just don't know if I'm ready to trust the Rangers. Yeah, I trusted them on Sunday with team total over uh, against Detroit and found a way to lose that. So uh, I'm a little uh, leery of the Rangers right now, but I do think this does set up that the rested team is certainly are going to want to uh, avenge a three nothing. And look, the shoe is on the other foot this time, Josh. The last time the Islanders and Rangers played, it was the Islanders, or sorry, it was the Rangers on a back to back. Now this time it's the Islanders. Uh, on a back-to-back. -back. So now the advantage shifts a little bit schedule-wise uh, to the uh, New York Rangers for this game. I like Oliver Wallstrom prop, though. It's, it's up on the top line, and he's still not getting priced like it, plus 390. Uh, look, Noah Dobson had a howitzer of a shot for the game winner last night, and all of a sudden, if you look at Dobson, the great defenseman for the Islanders, uh, he's shooting the puck a lot more, and he's actually, from a goals perspective, he's got two in the last five games. So you want to roll the dice and take him at plus 500? Uh, to score a goal tonight. I wouldn't necessarily uh, turn that down. As far as the Rangers go, I've talked about Kako. I've talked about Lafreniere. They've both been buzzing. They've both been getting chances. And maybe don't sleep on Jimmy Vesey uh, either for a goal score prop tonight for the Rangers because he's been moved up to the top line. And I'm seeing there's some books, points bet, Caesars, and others that have plus 650 for this guy to score a goal tonight. And he's on the second line for the uh, New York Rangers tonight with Lafreniere and Vincent Trocek. So that's good value potentially on uh, Jimmy V 
uh, Jimmy VC for the uh, Rangers tonight. Calgary, New Jersey. Uh, we've got the Devils minus 140 home favorite, six and a half the total. This is an interesting spot. Calgary's on a back-to-back. First back-to-back of the season, a struggling hockey team, found way to lose again last night to the New York Islanders. Uh, didn't make me too happy because I was on Calgary there. Very unfortunate. I mean, they outplayed the Islanders, but every, like I said, every mistake uh, ended up in the back of their net. Uh, and now that's five losses in a row for the Calgary Flames. It started with the loss to Edmonton. They blew the third-period lead against Seattle. They didn't show up against Nashville from the start and lost that game. Uh, New Jersey, they lose in overtime uh, in Calgary on Saturday. And then the loss to the Islanders last night. So it's a revenge spot for Calgary now. They lost at home to the Devils on Saturday night. Now they're playing just a few days later in New Jersey. But I'll be damned if I'm stepping in front of the Devils right now. They're playing great hockey. And Josh, I'm fascinated to get your take on this team. I mean, their speed and their transition game, if you turn the puck over, you're fucked. I mean, against this New Jersey team, you're in super trouble. Uh, when you turn the puck over against them because they've got, you know, your Jack Hughes, your Fabian Zetterland, who I think is, again, t- ridiculously undervalued in the goal scorer prop market tonight. He's playing with Heeshear and Tatar on the top line, and you can still get unbelievable prices on Fabian Zetterland to score for the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in this game tonight, uh, just like you have the last few games. I'm looking again. Zetterland's prop is around plus 380. Uh, I think that's an excellent look uh, tonight in this game. Uh, you've got Jesper Bratt on fire. I wouldn't argue with that. Sharon Govich, Mercer. I mean, the, the, if you're betting props with the Devils right now, you could go in a bunch of different directions. Hell, you could go with Miles Wood on the fourth line, who all of a sudden has four goals in the last four games for the New Jersey Devils. And he's getting fourth-line minutes and still making the most of it and chipping in offensively. And he's plus 350 to plus 400 to score a goal tonight. So a lot of great options here with the Devils in terms of player props tonight. Uh, in this game, they will most likely face Dan Vladar for the uh, Calgary Flames in net with it being a back-to-back. Uh, Vitek Vanacek uh, has been confirmed in net for the New Jersey Devils. I lean over the total. I lean New Jersey. I'm, I'm just not going against New Jersey. The one concern is you're laying a price now with the Devils, minus 140. A lot of the times they've been underdogs. Are they ready for the favorites role? And number two, they are coming back home off a road trip, and that's usually a dangerous spot. So that's why I'm kind of pumping the brakes on actually laying the price with New Jersey here uh, in this one. I might stick to just over six and a half when it's all said and done. Vanacek's played better, though, than Blackwood. Uh, no question about that. Uh, but uh, Calgary, uh, a little fatigued on the back-to-back. And one thing about Calgary versus New Jersey is we've seen a lot of overs, five straight, head-to-head uh, between these two teams, 5-0 and o to the over the last five meetings. So riding that series history tonight with uh, over six and a half. Uh, Josh, what do you think here, Calgary and the red-hot New Jersey Devils? I think we've been waiting a long time for New Jersey to get hot. But uh, I just – I think I saw this morning, I think, what is Blackwood's out for several weeks. So uh, – be, be I wouldn't miss him if I'm a Devils fan. I had a little rant on Mackenzie Blackwood. He's injuries. You know what I said on the show? It was, here's Mackenzie Blackwood's career so far. Uh, good game, horseshit game, horseshit game, mediocre game, injured out two weeks, comes back, good game, mediocre game, mediocre game, horseshit game, horseshit game, out for th- a month, comes back, good game, mediocre game, horseshit game, horseshit game, out for the season. That's been his career, inconsistency and injury. Yeah, but uh, I think he was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to think back to the, the old days. He was, he had, he had Hutchinson there and Barry. Yep. He was kind of a part of that group of 
you know, uh, goalie hotbed, uh, Barry Colt team one after another. And, you know, I think, like you said, he's had some injury issues. That's no question. But yeah. I think this would be good for, for VTech, right? You know, this is his time. You know, he was in Washington, again, inconsistency. You know, now he's going to get the chance to play. Uh, and I think this is a lot to be very eye-opening for the rest of his career. Uh, you know, I, I think on the other side, you have Vladar, who is not really perf- – you know, he came in, he, he, you know, shows glimpses of, of, you know, maybe, you know, challenging Markstrom, big, huge guy, but it hasn't played really that solid this year. Um, I think New Jersey's firepower is just ridiculous. I mean, they are an exciting, exciting team. And they're fast, um, really fast. You know, I, I, I think this could be a track meet tonight. I mean, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, the the, the uh, Edmonton Oiler uh, play is kind of, you know, Lindy Roth obviously is a, a defensive-minded coach, but, I mean, they're excited to, excited to watch. And I, I'd say if you, if you made me pick, I'd lean New Jersey. And for the past five years, I would probably never lean that way. <laughs> hey, I cashed a ticket. See, that's the thing, Josh. I had New Jersey plus 155 against Calgary Saturday night in the saddle dome and they got the job done. You know what I mean now? And now you see minus minus one forty. I just don't know if that's the value I like. Yeah. That, that's the way. And, and plus Calgary lo- knows they lost to this team, even on a back to back, I expect the effort to be there uh, for Calgary. So I'm not as excited and enthusiastic about taking New Jersey tonight with this price compared to Saturday night when they were in Calgary getting uh, that price. They do have the rest advantage, but at the same time, that's kind of negated because it's their first home game off a road trip. And every hockey player I've ever talked to and interviewed on this show says the same damn thing. That's a tough spot. First home game off the uh, long road trip, and that's what you got here for New Jersey. So I think sloppiness takes over, and and you get the goals, the series history points to that. Calgary, Josh, do you know that they plummeted to 22nd in the league? Goals per game allowed, 3.4, 22nd. Uh, in the NHL during this recent stretch, and they've got cluster injuries on the blue line. Am I correct in saying that when there's cluster injuries on the blue line, there's multiple defensemen out, like what Calgary has right now, Chris Tanev out, Michael Stone out, they haven't had Shillington yet this year, that it leads to your goals against being worse as a hockey team? Well, just, yeah. I mean, as a goalie, you know, I, I, I you become the expectations of what you expect from your D-man just even from, you know, going behind the net and, and stopping a dump in, right? Knowing what do my, which, which D like to come pick up the puck, which D go to the corner. Um, you know, obviously goalies are expected to be able to make that first outlet pass, you know, uh, which D man is more going to, you know, tie up in front. I mean, it's having new guys forwards nah, that didn't, I didn't really, to be honest, didn't care. Uh, but D men, you know, it's just expectations. It, it, it creates that one second of uncertainty, which can obviously make a, a huge difference. Yeah, and uh, that's and, and it's amazing the parallels between Calgary's team defensive game, you know, faltering, getting worse with the times that Chris Tanev in particular has been out for this team the last couple of years. It's incredible. And now all of a sudden he's missed the last few games and all of a sudden they're starting to give up goals and bunches again. So you talk about an important defenseman 
Nobody talks Chris Tanev, you know, consistently as an upper echelon elite defenseman, but man, is he important in terms of the defensive side of the puck for this team? Because once again, he's out and all of a sudden it's not been the same team keeping the puck out of the net. Just like when he was out last year, it was the same thing. So Tanev, definitely his absence significant. I think he's going to miss tonight. I'm just going to try to get an update on that quickly. I believe though he's going to miss uh, this game once again tonight, uh, day to day, but uh, it looks like un- it wasn't available last night. They said status for Tuesday in New Jersey, unclear. So maybe he does come back, but they definitely need him back. Uh, Arizona and Buffalo. We've got Buffalo minus 230 road favorite, six and a half the total in this game. It's probably another game where I would lean to goals because you look at this these two teams. You look at Buffalo here. They're coming back off a kind of a disappointing back-to-back on the road against Carolina and Tampa Bay, especially the Carolina game. They started out so strong. Uh, in that first period, and they ended up losing 5-3. And even the Tampa game, they're up 3-2, can't hold the lead again. They lose 5-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, albeit two very good teams. Five straight overs now for Buffalo uh, going into this game against uh, Arizona. You know, Arizona we don't think of as a terrific offensive team, but, you know, they are making some adjustments with the lineup. Andre Tourney, uh, the head coach, is putting Dylan Gunther, that 19-year-old kid who is staying with the team. You know, he's passed his 10-game rookie tryout you know, deal. So now that he's beyond that number of games, he's sticking with the big club and he's playing with Barrett Hayton and Clayton Keller on the top line. I think he's a great goal scorer prop look for Arizona tonight because of that move to the top line for the Sabres. We've got Casey Middlestat and JJ Paterka, a new look top line flanking Tage Thompson uh, tonight. So I think Middlestat and JJ Paterka are both good value props for goal scorers. Uh, goal scorer props tonight. Uh, we got Skinner moving down to the uh, top second line for the Sabres. Dylan Cousins, the second line center tonight. So Cousins may be a little bit undervalued in the goal scorer prop market as well. Uh, Eric Comrie will be in net for the Sabres. Uh, it'll be Karel Vimelka here tonight for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And Karel Vimelka is the Forrest Gump of goaltenders. Uh, and uh, um, Josh, that's what I call him because he's you don't never know what you're going to get. Uh, from him life's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're going to get he's had some brilliant games and then he's been lit up for five or six you know in some other games Uh, he's got a 3.72 goals against 901 save percentage uh, going into tonight for Melka but yeah this one for me uh, over six and a half the one thing about the Sabres is they're scoring goals but they're starting to give up a few too many uh, in terms of the defensive side what do you think here uh, Josh with Coyote Sabres yeah I mean I (laughs) I looked at the the, the slate today and this was this was I've I almost just want to flip a coin uh you know I mean Buffalo, I take Arizona before I take I can't leave minus 230 with but and I no. like Buffalo I've cashed a lot with Buffalo but the last time they were favored in this kind of price well it was I think it was the Chicago game and they ended up surviving it but boy I'm not ready to lay this price with the Sabres yeah no I agree I was looking at it and it's like another you know Another organization that's come a long way. Um, I, uh, you know, keeping true to my ex-teammate, uh, I guess, loyalty. Uh, Jeff Jeff Skinner was uh, a, a rookie in Kitchener, my second year there. You know, Skinner, we, we couldn't we couldn't get the guy to talk, uh, but you know, he is one of the best skaters I ever played with, but. I'd probably lean, lean your way. I mean, I, I think Arizona probably pulls this one off somehow. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, the the goalie. I can't even 
Jim, I can't even say his name, but Perel having, having, a, having a hot one. But uh, I, I, I think I'd get on the, the Coyotes here. Yeah, yeah, and I cashed a ticket with Arizona. I shit you not, but you get the emails. You would have known, uh, Josh. But, yeah, I was on Arizona Saturday night against Washington, and that was just that Washington's too injury-riddled. Washington's struggling too much. They can't be laying minus 300. And Arizona came back to beat them 3-2 to two, uh, on Saturday night. And this Arizona team, they work hard. You know, they're obviously they have depth issues. If they ever suffer injuries, multiple injuries, forwards, defensemen, they're in trouble because they just don't have the quality depth right now. Uh, in this organization, but uh, d- right now, the, you know, the work ethics there every night. So if you're Buffalo, you're off these two big games against Kakalaki and Tampa, you know, you better be ready to go tonight uh, for this Arizona team. Cause they do work hard. And again, this Buffalo team, I like, I want to back Buffalo, just not when they're laying this kind of price. Uh, and we did see the minus minus one eighty favorites one time this year at home, lose to Montreal uh, three to two. So uh, we'll see how they uh, fare tonight against Arizona. But I like uh, a few props that I mentioned earlier and also over six and a half in that game. All right. One of the games of the night, Josh, Vegas Golden Knights, Toronto Maple Leafs, two teams suddenly playing good. Well, Vegas played good hockey all year. Toronto, not so much. But Toronto, all of a sudden, have saved their best games for the best opponents, the toughest opponents. They've won three in a row, two of them against Boston and Carolina. You know, two of the better teams in the East. They're on a three-game win streak. Vegas is on a, a remarkable seven-game win streak, 11-2 and two on the season. Great matchup here uh, in the T-Dot. Uh, we've got Toronto, uh, pretty much even money here, minus 110, both sides, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Eric Schalgren once again in net for the Leafs with Samsonov out, and of course Murray still on IR. So this is Eric Schalgren's net. I give that kid a lot of credit, Josh, this young 26-year-old goalie from Sweden, Eric Schalgren, because Samsonov gets hurt against Boston. He has to come in in the third period. Tough situation against a, a very good team. And he came in off the bench, and he played great. They, they, they blocked a lot of shots, the Leaf defense. They helped him out. They were blocking shots like it was game seven uh, of a playoff series. It was very impressive to see that. And then he starts the back-to-back Sunday afternoon against Carolina because Matt Murray's uh, out still. They just called up uh, Petrozelli, Keith Petrozelli from the Marlies. Uh, to be the backup. They didn't want to throw him in right away. So they gave Shawgren the start Sunday, and he was terrific, I thought. It was a great game from him against Carolina. So this kid is in a in a tough spot, tough shoes to fill, tough situation, comes in and plays great uh, in these two games. So I give him a lot of credit. And the Leafs, you know, this is becoming a pattern, Josh, with the Leafs. They will suck and disappoint you and just make you shake your head, lose into your San Jose's of the world, Arizona's of the world, and then they'll come back and they'll beat Boston and Carolina in back-to-back games. That's what they do. This is a pass for me. Vegas, to me, is not a team I'm going against right now. They've won seven in a row. They're playing great. Their entire team, defensively, their structure is terrific with Bruce Cassidy, which was a great hire. Logan Thompson is playing well in net. They're getting contributions offensively from everyone. I think Eichel, Riley Smith, Marcia so, Chandler Stevenson, all those guys would be Golden Knights players I would target for props and goal score props tonight uh, in this game. For Toronto, I'd target Nick Robertson. This is more of a prop game for me. Nick Robertson's back in the lineup. He's in this on the second line. He's, of course, the brother of Jason Robertson. And Nick Robertson obviously has a ways to go to be as good as Jason, but he's shown glimpses. He's been a healthy scratch the last couple games. 
And I think tonight he might make an impact. Keep in mind, when he got the first opportunity with the Leafs in the lineup against Dallas weeks ago, he had two goals, including the game winner. So I love taking a shot here with Nick Robertson. He was good to us earlier this season in the bargain bin goal score prop market. And here we go tonight again with another good price on him back in the lineup, plus 450 in some spots. And he's going to play with John Tavares and William Nylander on the second line for the Leafs tonight. So I love that prop quite a bit. Uh, Josh, what do you think here, Vegas, Toronto? I think this one, I mean, the tough one to call again. I think. Uh, because this is the kind of game the Leafs are winning. They, they've shown yeah. the good teams, the best teams. That's the way it's been lately. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at Vegas and they are just humming. I mean, it's, you know, it, the 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 Leafs' home advantage is not, I don't, not worry. I mean, I think. I think Vegas keeps the train going. I'm going to stick to my CIS lineage with Logan Thompson. Uh, but it's a tough one. I mean, I have some I, – I, I think it could easily, like you said. I, I, it's not an easy one to, to bet on just because, one, Toronto, you know, they, you hate them one day and you love them the next, and then we're always, you know, just one game short. And Vegas, they are hot. So I uh, – but – if you, if you if you made me pick, which is you know kind of why I'm here, I would you know I'd, I'd stick with Vegas. And that's the thing. I have games where I don't have an opinion or a strong opinion. You don't obviously either. I mean, I, I tell that to everybody. You don't have to have a strong take on every game uh, from a betting perspective. There's going to be games you're not as enthused about, uh, and that's why for me this is a game I dabble in some of my goal score bargain bin player props and that's about it. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with the total. Someone's asking me, Ron, in the chat, what about the over? The problem is the Leafs are playing tighter with Shogren in net. You know, they're really trying to help this young kid out, play better defense, block more shots, and they're 6-1 and one to the under in their last seven home games. You know, so this is a Leaf team that actually lately, especially on home ice, uh, they have been trending over uh, under the total. I know Vegas has had a couple overs on this road trip, the, the Montreal game and the Ottawa game, but Ottawa plays a brisk pace, not good defensively. Montreal, kind of the same thing. Tonight, I think this could be an under. And keep in mind, the first meeting between these teams was 3-1 Vegas. That went under. The under's four of the last five meetings to the under with these two teams head-to-head. Like I said, Toronto at home, 6-1 and one to the under in their last seven at home. So I, I got to lean under here uh, in this game. Uh, the the counter-argument to that is you're still talking about a young goalie. He could blow up at, at any given moment, Shogren. But I don't know. He's played really good. He's square to the shooter. He's got confidence. And they're playing well in front of him the last couple of games. So for that reason, I'd lean under with the total in that uh, Golden Knights-Leafs game. Montreal-Detroit, uh, Detroit minus 155, home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, this is a spot where, look, Detroit uh, playing well at home. I mean, it's tough to go against the Red Wings in Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, five and two. Uh, they're back, uh, three straight wins for them against Washington, the Islanders, beating the Rangers on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, very impressive. However, Third game in four nights for the Red Wings and two days of rest for Montreal. You know, I, I kind of find that Montreal could be a bit of a live dog tonight. That's just me. Uh, and I love this Detroit team. I find it difficult to bet against them right now. But at the same point in time, you got Montreal off three losses in a row, albeit they've been fairly competitive even in the losses. Overtime loss to Winnipeg, 6-4 loss to Vegas. Uh, they never gave up in that game. Should be pointed out, though, they do have some injuries. Mike Matheson still out on the blue line. Uh, Dadanov out indefinitely. And most importantly, Josh Anderson suspended for that vicious boarding incident on Petrangelo 
on Saturday night from the Vegas game, and he won't be eligible to return until Saturday against Pittsburgh. So Josh Anderson playing on that top line, of course, this season with Caulfield. You know, it's been a nice little combination there. So they won't have him. It'll be Suzuki, Caulfield, Doc uh, on the uh, top line. Uh, Drew N, Monaghan, uh, the second line for the uh, Canadians. Looks like Uri Slavkovsky uh, is going to be getting some first unit power play time for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. They've got it on Rotowire that they've got him in the top power play unit for Montreal. So I'm thinking that young kid, that first overall pick, might be value here tonight to score a goal. Uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. You can get Uri Slavkovsky at around plus 410 in some spots to score a goal tonight. Hey, if he's going to get power play time, first power play unit, that's a good value price, in my opinion, for maybe him to uh, dent the twine in this game tonight. So as much as I'm pro-Detroit, um, I actually lean to the Habs a little bit as a road dog, rested team uh, in this spot. What do you think here, uh, Josh, Montreal-Detroit? So growing up, I was a Colorado Avalanche fan, um, and I live in Red Wing, Red Wing country, and I just can't root for them. So simply, Montreal, purely because <laughs> I've never liked the Red Wings. I like that, you know, they're finally getting back and, and starting to play better and, and are improving, and, and Billy Huso has been solid all year. Um, Montreal... Funny when I was at Western, I I actually helped coach Nick Suzuki, and you look at him now, and I look at him, you know, seven years ago, eight years ago, and he's still the same happy kid, and and uh, I just I can't I cannot go in my heart for the Red Wings, so I think Montreal takes this one. All right, Montreal with the uh, underdog price, uh, and I haven't decided I'm actually going to bet Montreal. Because Detroit's been damn good at home and good overall lately. And I like this team. I've got them over their point total. Uh, Josh, I know you hate them, but I bet them over their point total, the Red Wings. And that's off to a nice start uh, before the uh, season. And Billy Huso uh, has been terrific lately in net. He's going to get the start tonight uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. It'll be Jake Allen, of course, for uh, Montreal. But Huso, 5-1-2, and 1.86 goals against, 941 save percentage. Uh, he was uh, excellent against the Islanders, 24 save shutout in that start on Saturday. So that's probably why it's just going to stay in the lean category for me, Montreal. There's no doubt there's a spot advantage and an advantage in the schedule tonight for Montreal, but tough to go against Detroit. They're playing good. They've been good at home. Edmonton, Tampa Bay. We got Tampa Bay minus 170 uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, fascinating to see how this one uh, plays out. Uh, actually, before we uh, get to that, Detroit, there was a couple uh, goal score props I wanted to mention. Kubalik, he's red hot. Adam Ernie, and specifically Pew Suter. Uh, Pew Suter has been moved up to the top line, and he's made the most of it for the Detroit Red Wings. Goals in back-to-back games, playing with Lucas Raymond and Dylan Larkin uh, on that top line for Detroit. Great prop value. I liked him in the last game. He found the back of the net against the Rangers. Uh, you come back to the well with Puse Suter here tonight for the uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings. Top line, and what's he to score a goal? Plus 370? Yeah, you got to bet that. Top line player at plus 370. You don't get that every day. All right, Oilers Lightning. I actually want to take Edmonton here, Josh. I do. Um, I know things are going bad for this team right now it's they're they're struggling in their own end they give up another five spot last night third loss in a row they, it really all started with that remember they had five wins in a row 
Edmonton playing well. Streaky bunch they are. Then they blow that game uh, against New Jersey and lose in the third period. Snaps the win streak. And it's basically come off the rails again after that New Jersey. They haven't really rebounded. They lost 6-2 to Dallas at home. They lose 5-4 to Washington last night. Awful uh, lack of discipline from Edmonton. They were in the penalty box all night. And the penalty kill was horrible. They give up four power play goals to the Washington Capitals last night. Special teams was the difference uh, in that game last night. Uh, That's continuing to be an issue for this team. Tampa Bay, uh, they have now won four of their last five. Uh, they've gone over the total in four straight. So I know I definitely like over six and a half tonight uh, in this game. No question about that. I've already locked that in. But from a side perspective, you know, Jack Campbell's going to start tonight. It was Skin, uh, Stuart Skinner last night for Edmonton, which means Campbell will get this nod tonight for the uh, Oilers. At some point, I think he's going to be better, but you know, we talked about Campbell a lot earlier in the show. 4.21 goals against average, 874 save percentage. you got a blue line that's struggling, a penalty kill that's struggling lately. I mean, they've given up six power play goals in the last two games, Edmonton. That's simply not good enough. That's not going to cut it. And now they're fatigued because they're on a back-to-back a little bit here. It's also the third game in four nights for Edmonton. I don't think I can do it. I, I like the idea of getting this price with Edmonton, I still think a good hockey team against a, and a motivated Campbell against a, I still think a little bit of an overvalued Tampa team, even though they've won a bunch of games. So I, I, I want to take Edmonton. I don't think I can trust them enough to do so. I like the over though, six and a half. Josh, what do you think Edmonton Tampa Bay? I agree with you on the over. I, uh, I just, uh, well, I, to be honest with you, I was going to go Edmonton the entire time until you spoke. And now <laughs> I think uh, I do lean Tampa. I mean, they are just, they're just a solid, solid team. And ultimately it does come down to defense. I think Tampa takes it. I think they just a, they just play a more structured, organized game top to bottom. Uh, I do think it this definitely has the, uh, the potential to be a high scoring affair for sure. But uh, I'd lean Tampa. Yeah, lean Tampa. I definitely like the over. I'm probably going to pass on the side and look more toward props uh, for this game, uh, value props again. Nugent Hopkins, I still think there's value there, and he scored last night. Since he's played on the top line, he's starting to get his goal-scoring production going. So RNH for Edmonton at another good, you know, plus 280-type price worth a look. Uh, yes, a Pooley Arvey. Uh, every freaking time I take this a uh, goal score prop with him when he moves up to the top line, which apparently looks like it might happen tonight, I keep thinking, yeah, he's going to capitalize. He's playing with McDavid. You can almost score a goal by accident, you know, when you're playing with number 97. And yet, sure enough, he still finds a way to not produce. But he's getting an opportunity tonight. Yes, uh, uh, Pooley-Arvey here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers playing on the uh, top line tonight with McDavid and with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, let's see how he... Uh, uh, takes advantage of it. Hopefully he does. But I think a small sprinkle on him to find the back of the net might be worth a look as well uh, in the game tonight. As far as Tampa goes, I've mentioned Brandon Hagel. He scored against Buffalo playing on the top line. He's a little bit undervalued. I'd go with Nick Paul as well. Nick Paul's feeling it for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Goals in back-to-back games. He's moved up to the second line center spot for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. More opportunity, more ice time more opportunity to score goals. So I like Nick Paul as well for the uh, Tampa uh, Bay Lightning tonight in terms of goal prop. All right, Dallas-Winnipeg. Dallas minus 120 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Stars, another team that have gotten off to a strong start. 
uh, this season, eight and four, uh, seven and four Winnipeg uh, so far. Winnipeg's won uh, five of their last six games. The Stars have won three in a row, four of their last five. So you got two teams playing some good hockey going into this uh, head-to-head matchup. We'll see if that continues. Stars have really dominated Winnipeg. Uh, Dallas is uh, five and one uh, in the last six meetings against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Tough, tough game. I mean, you got Dallas playing well. They are going home after this, though, and this is a road trip that's been pretty damn good for them. You know, Dallas 2-0 over Washington. They lose 6-3 to the Rangers. Their only loss on this road trip, or actually that was the homestand. The, the, the road trip was 7-2 over Arizona, 6-2 over Edmonton. Now tonight in Winnipeg. Then they go home. They face San Jose. It's not the kind of spot when you've won two in a row at, on the road and you're trying to complete the road trip. I find sometimes that's where you stumble when you're at the end of a you know pretty successful road trip. That being said, like as I mentioned, uh, the Stars uh, have done pretty well head-to-head against Winnipeg. They already have a victory against the Jets earlier this year, uh, October 17th. That being said, I'll lean a little bit to Winnipeg here. You know, you got them at around plus 100. Wedgwood is still in net for Dallas because of the injury to Jake Ottinger. Um, let me get your thoughts, Josh, on Jake Ottinger. I think this guy's the real dude. incredible. I mean, he's the reason it got to game seven against Calgary uh, last year. He's really the only reason it got that far. They were an overtime goal away from winning that series because of Jake Ottinger's heroics. This kid looks like he's a damn good goalie. Yeah, no, I mean, he's been touted, you know, ever since before he even came to the U.S. program. Uh, he's performed at every level. They're obviously super high on him. Um, I think he is the real deal. I think, you know, that you look at it'd be interesting to see if Ben Bishop was, was still playing, uh, you know, where would Ottinger or where would Bishop be? But obviously Ben had uh, some injury problems. So here though, I think I, I, I go Winnipeg as well. I, I, I like Connor Hellebuck. Talk about a guy that just really came out of nowhere, um, you know, has become a, a perennial Vesna, you know, a potential uh, winner. I mean, he's I, – I, Scott Wedgwood was was actually the goalie I was trying to fight in that video's backup in Plymouth. Um, another very good goalie, great guy. Um, but here I, I got to lean Winnipeg. I mean – Hellebuck, just every game, you know, you're going to get, you know, 92, 93 save percentage consistently. And uh, when you're getting those numbers out of your goalie, it's it's tough to lose. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to end up betting Winnipeg here. This is one game that I've been on the fence with all day long. Uh, the draw, uh, Alex B. Smith's not with us, but you're right. The draw is in play with Dallas and Winnipeg. I know the previous game was 4-1 Dallas uh, October 17th, but prior to that, Josh, five straight games between Winnipeg and Dallas had gone to either overtime or a shootout. So if you you want to, uh, this is a candidate. I think it's not a bad candidate for a draw that we could see some overtime tonight uh, between the Stars and the Jets. You can get that at plus 330 uh, Dallas and Winnipeg draw. uh, in this one. I have a feeling this would be on Alex B. Smith's card. You know what? Alex actually did send me his card knowing he was going to be off the show today because of being injured, uh, being sick. So I will take a look at that. See, he is on that. Son of, I knew he would be. Yeah, Alex does like that draw, plus 330, Winnipeg and Dallas. So I wouldn't argue with that. I think this is probably going to be a tight game. I lean Winnipeg, too. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing well. They lost to Dallas previously. I still trust Hellebuck a little bit more than I trust uh, Wedgwood 
again, Dallas at the end of this little road trip, which has been successful. Sometimes you don't get the best performance from a team in this situation. So I'm going to lean to a Winnipeg here, plus 100 at home uh, in this one. I'll probably go ahead with uh, betting it in some form uh, before a uh, puck drop. Uh, plus 350, uh, says Chris Otto in our chat. Uh, it was an even better price in some spots with uh, that draw for Dallas and Winnipeg. There was one other game I was thinking was a draw. Uh, St. Louis, uh, was it St. Louis, Philly? Um, I'm trying to think the draw. There was one other draw game I was thinking. Vegas, Toronto, I think it was. That might be a decent draw candidate. Uh, but the one thing that's a parallel, Josh, on this show is that we've got Calgary struggling. We've got Pittsburgh, even though they're not playing tonight, Pittsburgh is struggling, losing a bunch of games in a row. Edmonton's losing a bunch of games in a row uh, coming into tonight. Like I mentioned, Calgary, St. Louis. You know, it's one of those things where you want to say, hey, the team's lost a bunch in a row. They're fired up. They're desperate. They're going to want to turn it around. Let's bet on them. But at the same point in time, you almost like don't want to step in front of the falling knife either. You know, and you almost don't want to project the losing streak to end. Because if you did that with Pittsburgh, Josh, on Saturday night, you know, against Seattle, you ended up with another betting loss because Seattle won that game and Pittsburgh lost again. So it's that tough debate as a better, Josh. Do you want to, hey, the team's desperate. They're going to, they got to end this streak at some point versus, well, hold on now. I got to actually see them play well and win before I want to back them. Uh, how do you approach those kind of things, teams and losing streaks? <laughs> I think it's the same. It, to be honest with you, it's almost the same uh, as a team that's winning all the time. Um, yep. You know, it's it, it becomes ingrained, right? And oftentimes, it's just a bounce. I mean, it just takes a bounce. And then all of a sudden, just that it, it's the same thing when you're winning all the time. Some one little thing goes wrong, it can fester, and, and then the winning streak ends. I mean, I look back to uh, – OHL finals. I'm in Kitchener. We're up three, nothing versus Belleville. We had all, you know, we were running away with the series in, in the OHL championship. And then a deflection from my own guy goes in, we lose and we lose again. Then we lose again. And now we're went up from three, from three, nothing to tie going into game seven. And what kind of, you know, took the, 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 the self doubt was, Belleville brought back Sean Mathias. Uh, you know, he was one of the best players in the OHL at the time, and he, he came back, and we were like, you know, they are going to be very – they think they have this. I mean, yeah. their number one guys coming back. Their goalie of the year, Mike Murphy, is, you know, playing hot right now. And, you know, just came back and turned around to there's no way that this is they're, that they're going to win this. And it, that was it. Sean Mathias coming back, switched our gear around to the point where, you know, we had something to prove and he thought he was coming back to win it, just to win a championship and move on. And we ended up, we ended up winning uh, game seven. So I think it is just, you know, a tale of, of who's going to get the, the, the straw that breaks the, the, the camel's back. Right. It's that here, one play to turn the tide. Correct. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Here I, I, I think Seattle wins. I mean, I I used to train with Martin Jones back in the day. Again, I'm goalie biased. Great. Oh, he's been a whipping boy on the Ice Guys show, Josh. I got to admit, we've had yeah. some harsh criticism for this guy the last few years, but at the same point in time, we got to give him credit where credit's due, and he's in a nice groove right now. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's you know he, he it, it's his career kind of has paralleled you know, Jack Campbell a little bit, right. He, you know, came in 
and boy was he unbelievable in, in LA, right? And then you know he he moves on, not the best there in San Jose, but his teams with the teams he was playing weren't weren't great. I mean, uh, he didn't have a great save percentage, but you know they weren't the, the fan base just I think just didn't get behind him. But you know now you look at he was in Philly. Now you look at him here in in Seattle and. You know, he is, he's playing solid. He's that 900 goalie that, you know, he's been – people became accustomed to. Um, in Nashville, I mean, I just uh, – they just – I don't like – they just can't seem to win. I mean, they're exciting. Don't get me wrong. One of the coolest environments I've ever seen is Broadway when Nashville's, you know, humming. But uh, they just – I think it's rebuild time. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of this Nashville team, Josh, either. I mean, I think to me, uh, they, they rely on players that, that they had bounce back years, you know, Johansson and Duchesne. And I, I find there's some nights you can't find them with a telescope on the ice either, you know, and, and that's the issue. And, you know, their blue line, I love Yossi, uh, and obviously he's coming off an incredible year, but Yossi hasn't quite had the same start this year that he had last year. And after you get past uh, Roman Yossi, you know, there's a lot of, guys that are trying to play minutes that they're maybe not ready for right now uh, on that Nashville Predators blue line when you're talking about, and, and Ekholm's been around forever, but you got Jordan Gross could be a, a decent player. I mean, he's made the most of his opportunity, but you got Fabro and you got Jeremy Lozon, uh, Ryan McDonough. It's been a slow start for him, you know, coming over from the New York Rangers and the Tam- Rangers years ago, then the Tampa Bay Lightning coming over from Tampa, you know, and, and establishing himself here. Uh, I think niederreiter has been good. Uh, for them getting him, but you know, it's just been a lot of inconsistencies and it's shocking to see some of the defensive lapses they've had at times, Nashville, including the game against Vancouver, but they got away with it because Vancouver just gave it right back to them. So this is a tough one for me, Josh, this Nashville Seattle game, Seattle's playing well. I'm not going against them, but it's that dreaded home game off a long road trip through the East. I mean, it really does have that feel of a, of that clunker game for Seattle, but I don't like Nashville enough to bet them even if the maybe the spot's a little bit in their favor. So it's an easy pass for me when it comes to uh, Nashville and Seattle. I would look at maybe a Zach Sanford prop for Nashville because he's up to the second line and he's not being priced like it. And Seattle, I would keep rocking with the players that have been getting it done for them lately offensively. Alex Wenberg, Burakovsky, Jaden Schwartz, Matty Beneers. Uh, those have been the guys that have been uh, getting the offense going for the Seattle Kraken. And Wenberg especially, now that he's playing top-line center, uh, he is starting to find it again. This guy with all kinds of talent going back to his Columbus Blue Jackets days many years ago and just been slow developing for him, starting to develop now uh, for the Seattle Kraken. And he's playing on the top-line center spot. So Dave Haxtall clearly has the confidence in him right now. All right, final game. Uh, of the, and we thank Josh for his time. I mean, we didn't. We, we knew it was going to be an hour. We didn't necessarily expect it was going to be ninety minutes. But great show. Uh, but thank you, Josh, for hanging in there with us. Hey, my pleasure. You know, now being an attorney, I bill by the hour, so I'll uh, <laughs> I'll make sure to send you the bill. But no, no, it's been my pleasure. I really appreciate it. And you know, I'd love to love to come back and and talk some more hockey because, like I said, I I don't get to to talk the the ho- talk hockey much anymore. I. Uh, I've stepped away from the game and don't really uh, needed a bit of a break. So it's nice yeah. every once in a while to, uh, to, to come back and, you know, make some picks and, and go from there. 
Well, exactly. And I've invited other people on this show, and they say after they retire, and they just said, you know what? After I retired, I don't even know who's playing on any given day. I can't even mention who's playing for who and what the schedule is, and I don't watch any of the games. People are like that. You're not alone there. Sometimes initially, too, when you first lay, uh, you know, hang up the skates, you need that downtime. It's burnout, and you just need that time away from the game, and it obviously helped you a little bit having that, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It was exactly what happened. I mean, uh, my career ended, you know, in a, like I said, June 26 of 2016. I know the date. Um, I had a random, uh, made a save on a guy and he went behind the net and shoved it and hit me below the back plate of my helmet. And that was all she wrote. Uh, I went to the hospital on a backboard and lost all feeling from my neck down. And, uh, I was done at that point. I played in one charity game. I made it like I made it half the game. It was eleven nothing, and they told me to go have a beer on the bench. But uh, that was it, and I, I just needed a break. You know, it's I, my whole life. I love the game, and it's it's given so much to me. Um, you know, it's uh, I owe it all, it all to my mom. If it wasn't for the game of hockey and me going to Ann Arbor, I would have never met my fiance. So it's it's you know it's it's amazing what the game's done. But at the same time. People take vacations from their, you know, daily job. And my daily job was hockey for almost my entire life. So it was, it's, it's, it's been needed. I'm thinking about getting back in as a, maybe a forward, you know, see what I can bring to the, the adult leagues now. There you go. Exactly. Play in those adult leagues and yeah, change it up. Doesn't mean you, well, because you played goal in juniors and pro, you got to play goal in, 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 in an adult league. No. You want to change it up, experiment? Why not? Yeah, they, no, that's yeah. There's not a lot I'm certain about in hockey, but the fact that I will probably never play goalie again is uh, that's that's almost certain. I mean, I that's a betting lock. You're saying, yeah, yeah. That's uh, they they won't put that one on the uh, on the board. Um, I mean, yeah, just it's taking a toll, taking a toll on the body, and you know, it's it's tough. I I, I tell my my some of my friends. Uh, childhood best friends still play and you know i remember coming home and you know playing and dropping and playing the goalie and and i said you know i i had i was fortunate enough to have the best of the best shoot on me every day coming now and having you know older not great people just not the same skill level uh that i don't think i'd enjoy that i want to go out and you know test myself uh playing out because it's not pretty no it's uh it, it, it takes its toll uh no, there's no question that's that's been the that's been the consensus definitely everyone i've talked to what it what the toll it takes physically to play this sport uh minnesota wild los angeles kings the final game of this massive 11 game tuesday slate we've got the la kings it's actually even money minus 110 both sides here six and a half the total uh, in this game this one I, I'm thinking about actually playing Terry Edelman's Minnesota Wild in this game. They've been they've actually been better on the road, the Minnesota Wild, compared to at home. And that's rare because they've been so good in the XL Energy Center uh, for the last few years. But you're looking at the Minnesota Wild. They've kind of had this malaise a little bit playing on home ice. They haven't exactly always uh, played their absolute best uh, at home this year. They've actually played very well on the road. You know, they enter this game at 3-2. Uh, uh, on the road, one of those losses was in overtime against uh, Boston. 
uh, earlier this season. So, you know, it's a Minnesota team that, and the other loss was against Detroit two to one in a game where, you know, it was actually a great goaltending display by Billy Huso that night. And other than that, they played some pretty good hockey here uh, away from uh, XL energy center. Uh, you've got the LA Kings uh, coming into this game, uh, playing uh, a nice performance against Florida, nice comeback, I should say, uh, against Florida. did not always start out well for them, uh, but they played a lot better uh, as the game went on, and they ended up getting a 5-4 to four win uh, over the Florida Panthers uh, on Saturday night. And that was the first home game off a long road trip for the Kings, uh, getting that 5-4 comeback win. Minnesota's been off since last Thursday, that 4 nothing shutout loss at home to the Seattle Kraken, and they were just completely uh, lethargic in that game start to finish. Uh, they had a wild, crazy game, crazy with L.A. earlier this year in Minnesota. It ended 7-6 to six, uh, in favor of uh, the um, L.A. Kings. Uh, it was just a wild game, defense optional, both teams just trading goals back and forth. I'd certainly lean to an over tonight with these two teams at 6.5, uh, but I think I like Minnesota here. I, I like that they get a little downtime they have all kinds of days off between Thursday and this game tonight to get acclimated to the time zone change, playing on the West Coast. I think the Wild are in a good situation here uh, against the LA Kings to uh, get the victory here on the road. So I like Minnesota here, minus 110, also lean toward uh, the over. And as far as props go, we've got a great situation for Minnesota tonight that I always like to mention and take advantage of, uh, and that's player moving up the lineup, and also player returning from injury. Jordan Greenway for the uh, Minnesota Wild, returning and playing on the second line with Joel Erickson Eck and Matt Boldy. Uh, you want your goal scorer prop value uh, in this game? Probably for Minnesota, it's Jordan Greenway. Uh, he's going to get that opportunity, and you can get him plus 625 uh, to score a goal in some spots. I like that. For the LA Kings, You know, I would stick to the same players I've mentioned all year. Gabe Velarde is on fire. Uh, healthy and playing his best hockey. Uh, Rasmus Kupari, if you want value on the third line, is starting to contribute. Even Blake Lazat down on the fourth line and Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line have chipped in offensively. Hell, Blake Lazat has scored in back-to-back -back games. Kaliev has two goals in the last four games. These are guys that uh, you can capitalize at plus 400 to score tonight for Kaliev. And Blake Lazat, back goals in back-to-back -back games for L.A., and he's got as high as plus 550 to score a goal tonight. I know he's down the lineup, but he's got goals in back-to-back -back games, and he's finding a way uh, to contribute. So not a bad game when it comes to value goal scorer props. Uh, Josh, final game, what do you like, Minnesota, L.A.? Oh, I'm, I'm going Minnesota. I, I think, you know, just looking, I mean, Jonathan Quick, hell of a goalie. Marc-Andre Fleury, I mean, growing up, that guy – he was a couple years older than me. I remember it was he had him, and then he had Tuka Rask. And I mean, I, I he's getting hot. He is hot right now. I mean, his numbers have. Uh, you think he's climbing Everest? And then, you know, Jonathan Quick. Yeah, they won the last time out. Not his best effort. Stats, you know, not not quite nine hundred. I don't believe. Um, I just I think I think Minnesota pulls this one out. I, I think they're they are hot right now and and uh, you know Flurry they're both goalies that can steal games that's for sure. But I I like I like Mark Andre and where he's playing right now and and like I like we said about Jack Campbell I think Flurry is has turned the corner and 
you know, Minnesota's going to get the goalie that everybody thought they were going to. Yeah, and you know what a nice little dynamic for this game, Josh, that I think works out well, and you can speak to this too. The goalie that gets pulled, now Fleury's been pulled a lot the last, you know, in his time with Minnesota, it's been up and down, let's be honest, for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. But he was specifically pulled from the game against L.A., that 7-6 game, after giving up four goals, a game the Kings ended up winning in Minnesota a few weeks ago, 7-6. you got to believe a very fiery competitor like Marc-Andre Fleury remembers, hey, I got yanked from the net the last time I played this team, and now I get a chance to play them again tonight. I think watch Marc-Andre Fleury. It doesn't mean he's going to stand on his head and be a pitch a shutout or anything, but I'd expect a, a, a guy that's really ready to make amends for that last performance against L.A. tonight. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think he does have, you know, the uh, the bulletin board material per se. Um, I remember, funny enough, it made me just think of this. I was drafted the same year at Kimalu. Kimalu got drafted uh, before me. Was traded from Sudbury to London. London, you know, is you know a perennial powerhouse in the OHL. And I remember at at. Uh, at my first NHL rookie camp, Akeem and I, you know, I'm, I just committed to Kitchener and he's going to London. And, you know, he told me that he was, you know, pretty much going to see to it that I gave up a plethora of goals. And I mental note that, and I'm pretty sure I shut him out three times uh, that year. Uh, if not three, it was definitely two. And I think we, I think we swept the series maybe lost the last game in at, at Budweiser, but it is definitely amazing. You know, you don't, you don't uh, forget those things. I mean, losing a, a game, you know, three, two, and it's a, a back and forth tight game. Okay. Yeah, that one, you know, you may brush under the rug, but getting pulled is, is uh, something that sticks with you. And, and it's uh, definitely something you want to, you know, make right the next time around. Yeah, I, I just get a sneaking suspicion here with the Kings with just how up and down that Florida game was tonight. I don't know. They're, I think they – not that they're going to take the night off, not play well. I think – I honestly think they're right now playing as good, if not better, than Minnesota overall. I just think situationally this is home run spot for Minnesota. The question is, are they going to be able to take advantage of it? Rested team, you know, starting a road trip where they played better hockey than they have at home. Uh, an L.A. team that they lost to 7-6, a goalie facing that same team he got pulled against uh, in that 7-6 loss. So I think there's a lot of things that add up for Minnesota. We'll see if they can take advantage of it here tonight. All right, that's the Tuesday card. Great breakdown and analysis. Josh, before we uh, wrap this up, we got to get a best bet, your first ever Ice Guys show best bet for this Tuesday slate. If you had to choose a best bet, what would you go with? Oh, boy. Uh, hmm. I'd probably say. Yeah, I know it's not easy for me some days too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it. I'm like, well, what did I do? Uh, You know, my, I'm looking at it and my gut says I have to pick one too. So this is even harder. Uh, I really like Winnipeg over Dallas. All right. I agree with you there. I think that's going to be my, that's, that's my bet. I really wanted to go against Detroit just because of my disdain for them since my childhood, but we'll, we'll, we'll take the high road. And I think, I think Winnipeg over Dallas. All right. Winnipeg Jets uh, plus 100. 
against the uh, Dallas Stars. Josh Eunice with his first best bet here on the uh, Ice Guys uh, show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, they're able to uh, get the job. I think there was that was one game where I did not mention any prop. Did I bet any like any props? I don't think there was many I liked in that game as much. Uh, yeah, I, I, Wyatt Johnston and Mason Marchment would be – I've talked about them for Dallas quite a bit. I think that's where the value lies with them. I think for the Winnipeg Jets, it's uh, probably Cole Perfetti on the second line uh, for them if you're looking. And Jansen Harkins looks like he's going to draw into the lineup. He's starting on the fourth line, but he's got offensive upside. So if you really want to get bold here, Jansen Harkins, even though he's playing on the fourth line for the uh, Jets for uh, – player goal score props in that game all right my best bet for this uh tuesday card i'm going to keep it simple here uh, neither of these teams are, are are really getting it done defensively right now uh let's go vancouver ottawa over six and a half minus 135 i think you're going to get goals in that all canadian matchup tonight with the canucks and the senators vancouver ottawa over six and a half uh, that will be uh, my best bet here for this tuesday nhl card uh, that's a wrap, Josh. Amazing stuff. Great show. This was a whole lot of fun. Uh, we will definitely do this again and get you back on the show down the road. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, I appreciate it. And, let, and I'll try to keep help, uh, cashing, helping you cash with those betting emails. Let's hope we uh, uh, still uh, can help you out with uh, those uh, moving forward. Great stuff with everyone in the chat. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special guest, Josh Eunice, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 